Before we get into this episode, I want to put a content warning on it, even more so than the normal content warning that all Watchmen content comes with. This is the part of the movie where Silk Spectre flashes back to her attempted rape by the comedian, so we had to discuss that, unfortunately. And if you don't want to hear us talk about that, it's from about 14 and a half minutes to about 20 and a half minutes into the episode. On the bright side, we also talk about our favorite pizza toppings. Salutations, Snyderheads. You're listening to Zack Snyder's Zero to Zero, the podcast where we're watching Watchmen right now, for now, until we get sick of it. I'm Sam, and you can check out my new book, The Dong of the Superhero. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Giga, and they're calling me the White Archimedes uh, Night Owl Sayership. <laughs> and I'm Val Flight Cub, aka Darkness, your old friend. <laughs> oh, I've come to talk with you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. What do we? Hmm. No, How I didn't like f- it. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Didn't love. Uh, didn't love what happened in this one. Uh, thought it was all right movie though. Uh, uh, it was. I don't know. It continues to be the movie ever made, but like. I, so I think I came to a conclusion this week. If you if you don't mind me. So, oh yeah, let's just finish. Yeah, let's <laughs> just talk about it right up top. No, 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 we'll no, just say, no. Wrap this I'm up. saying it's more of an intellectual conclusion than a conclusion, you know, <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, uh, well, I watched to the end as well, so yeah, we can just talk about the conclusion of the movie. So, um, we'll be in and out in ten minutes. So, Sam, you are you are a fellow uh, have read Watchmen person. Many times. I have also read Watchmen, but only once, and I wasn't oh, paying okay. attention. Yeah, I was I in high school, that. and I, like, skipped all the pirate stuff. You know, like, oh, I was that well, level. that sucks. Of... Yeah. <laughs> well, the pirate stuff rules. It's the best I part. I just wanted to know what was happening in the Watchmen part. But, um, I think I, I think I skipped the pirate stuff on my first read, but I did read it after. So, can you remember any specific trait of the book compositionally? Uh, like, that it's three by three panels? That it's three by three panels, and they're very, almost exclusively, that there's no, um, like, dilation of the panels, it's very oppressive on, like, a grid. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that lends it to a kind of, a sense of continuously progressing, um, uh, time, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that the reason that Zack Snyder is brought on to direct a lot of superhero movies and comic mm. book movies is because he has a very comic book esque style, a, a, a style of, uh, he employs some directorial techniques and visual techniques that are very evocative of comic books and that 
time is stretched out between like mm-hmm. every his shots tend to look like moments. panels yeah and I think that that comes into conflict. That works for a lot of com- comic books. It works for like 300 and stuff, where it's the panels are moments and pastiches. Mm. But when you, it, I think it's a very poor fit for Watchmen, where oh, yeah. one of the really appealing artistic elements of the of the book is how it like it keeps moving. I was feeling that really hard with the scene, and this this happens in the comic as well as in the movie. It's where uh, where Doctor Manhattan is being interviewed on TV, mm-hmm. and it it keeps cutting to uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre uh, fighting off some guys in an alleyway, mm-hmm. uh, and it's cutting back and forth. And in the comic, like it's cutting to like panels of them fighting as the the Mm -hmm. interview text plays over it and there's like you know funny like wordplay and and Mm -hmm. thematic like parallels between the fight that we're seeing and the interview that we're hearing reading i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in the movie it just feels like they're just cutting between a Zack Snyder fight scene and a scene from the comic book Watchmen mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that was really, really weird. It was. It, 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 it just, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work as a movie. This movie doesn't work as a movie. That being said, I feel like this is, in my opinion, far and away the best Zack Snyder superhero movie that we've watched. Absolutely. Because most of the time, it's just like, hey, remember Watchmen? Gee, that sure was good, huh? <laughs> this is this is what it would be like if it was a movie most of the time. Yeah. What really struck me about this movie was first of all, I mean, the thing that you said last time about like, you know, what can they add and it's mostly fighting. Right. Um and I I really it that really like stuck out to me of like, oh, and this was probably one panel, but Zach has decided to spend 30 seconds on it. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool. Um but the other thing, so I I mean, Maybe I'll I'll talk about it more when it comes up as well. But like the thing that really stuck out to me was okay. Have you guys seen the movie Birdman? Yes. No. Okay. Sam's never seen a movie, so but I, I get. I, th- I think I I get what you're getting at. There's I also a, think that for some yeah. reason. There's a scene when um so in Birdman the guy Val Kilmer is putting on a play basically is what you need to know, and uh, this new actor comes in to replace uh this other guy that like I don't know got drunk and fell off the building or something. I don't remember what happens to him. But anyway, um, and he comes in there, they're running a scene and he's like, can you just give me this cue line again? And, uh, you know, Birdman gives him the cue and he says, okay, so here's the thing. And he starts giving a, uh, like a note about the script. Um, he says, and here's the thing. You've got four lines after that, that all say the same thing. I didn't even know the man. I only heard his name mentioned in passing. I wouldn't know. You'd have to know the particulars. The point is, you don't know the guy. Fucking get it. Make it work with one line. I don't even know the man, right? Mm-hmm. That what was go- That part of the movie like stuck out to me because I thought it was cool when I was watching it. And it, I, it's all I could fucking think of while watching this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it- there's so much. It's like you see what's happening on screen because it's a visual medium. And then also all the characters are saying it in yeah. like full sentences to each other back and forth. And it's like in a comic when you can only see one pane of that. Yeah, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to fill in some of the details a little bit. But it's like we 
get it. And also, yeah. I think combining those two elements together, I think part of the reason that I felt like I had one IQ point while watching like Batman v Superman and, <laughs> uh, you know, Man of Steel and stuff is because I feel like those movies are Zack Snyder taking what he added to this movie and, just... and presenting that as a movie. And I'm like, oh, what's, yeah. ha- what's happening? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I- I'm just, hey, can somebody explain it to me, please? Because I don't, I'm not putting it together. But this is like, you're, you're getting shown it, you're getting told it, you're like, it's that thing of, you know, the topic sentence and the conclusion of your paragraph is the same sentence again. Yeah, the, yeah. To summarize. Book ending. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I felt about this. Yeah, I feel like... Whole section. Uh, a lot of... Uh, so this is this is basically uh, the first half an hour of, what, of the 45 minutes that we watched today. Mm-hmm. Uh, is... Um, uh, the comedian wasn't a great guy. True. Yeah. Uh, while this works in the comic, you know, it's too much. Like, mm-hmm. visual media, like, the, the mm-hmm. it takes too much time here. Yep. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, so the, like, very bird's eye view of this scene is, we're at the funeral. Um, can I, I like, can I ask, can I ask, uh-huh. we talked about this on Discord, before we get into the movie, would you like me to read this Screen Rant article? I think we should save that for when we're feeling a real lull. We'll take an intermission, yeah. Because okay. I am very excited. Why don't you tell the people what the Screen Rant article is? Yeah, so well, can... it's... Oh, yeah, sure. DCEU colon seven funniest running jokes ranked. And I would just like everyone to, to just plant that in your brain. Mm-hmm. And I dare you to try to think of a single running joke in this franchise. I I gave it some thought. I was able to come up with one that I thought was like kind of a stretch. We'll see <laughs> if it's in the article. Because saying something twice is not a running joke. No. <laughs> right. That's part of the... Pre- well, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so just to like, just to really illustrate... Um, so this is, this is, they're at the comedian's funeral. We see everybody who's there and they're like thinking of their memory of comedians. So that's like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we start the scene off with, hello, darkness, mm-hmm. Um And it's at the, you know, the, uh, like an angel statue and it zooms out. And you see that it's a cemetery, and then it keeps zooming out, and you see this the sign over the the entryway that says cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> like that was yeah, like the whole part, the whole thing to me was like, like yes, you can, we, you we can do get cut, it. You can cut some stuff from the comics, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, this part is so agonizingly long because, mm-hmm. like, that's the thing about the comic book is that you are reading a comic book. So you can look at a panel showing that they're at the funeral, take uh-huh. it in at your own pace, and then move on with your life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The funeral is endless in it's this. It's so long. It's so we see the car and pull up. So we see that it's pulling and... up to the cemetery. Oh they take the coffin out of the car. Like, of course they do. What? A... It's every part we know of the what process. The are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, after after a minute and a half of the, for, of the sound of silence hey, playing, did you know Silk Spectre, I learned uh, so many words to I, that song. I was I was I was so wait, wait that was a cemetery. That was a a, a funeral. Uh, no, so <laughs> Silk Spectre gets zooped into her mom's house and and she pukes. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's <laughs> Silk Spectre played by. Uh huh. 
Johnny Nashville. Close enough. <laughs> That's what you get at the five below when you want Johnny <laughs> yeah. Nashville. Um, so th- I'm just going to do this one more time and then I will stop saying and you can just imagine that every time okay. you see and learn something, you get told it several times. She gets teleported into the scene with like a flash of blue electricity in the way that we have seen other people getting teleported, like the way that we saw Rorschach getting teleported by John. So it's like, oh, it's John did that. Yeah. She barfs. She comes into the room and her mom says, I think you'd have been used to being, you know, traveling like that by now because, you know, she's, te- she's Dr. Manhattan's girlfriend. So she probably has been teleported by him a bunch of times. So you can assume, you know, that's what, that's what we're supposed to imply from that. And then Laurie says, no, I'll never get used to John teleporting me. And just in case, like for the, <laughs> yeah. you know, like on easy mode, if like all of those other hints, you still didn't get it, you know? Yeah. It's the kind of thing that, again, in a comic book, it's like, it's like helpful to read mm-hmm. it like that but in a movie it's just like it yeah. it just feels like it makes everything longer yeah so uh silk specter one what's uh sally is that her name is sure. uh she's uh, day drinking uh, she's carla, G- carla gugino she shows her daughter the like t- what did she say that like her stalker sent yeah her, her stalker sent her Bible Bible. Of her? i thought she said it was well okay so maybe it was her stalker i thought recall her saying something like an, an admirer or something she didn't, but she didn't say stalker but she said that guy who like sends me who's stuff like, yeah 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 who's like mm. obsessed with me mm-hmm. and yeah tried to but kill she's, the president you can tell that she's kind of flattered by it um mm-hmm. she's an aging alcoholic now so yeah she shows the the tijuana bible uh <laughs> she hands it to her daughter who like leafs through it and like the like, second page is like her mom you know a drawing yeah, mom of her getting mom getting rammed. rammed yeah like, and, uh, and she's like gross and she's like really i thought this kind of flattering and it's like yeah maybe if you're not <laughs> my daughter uh, <laughs> yeah um, so so she says Silk Spectre uh, one looks good by the way i don't know she i does She's I, like I, one of those old ladies that still curls her hair every day. I mean, I disagree. She looks up. bad because she looks like Carla Gugino in old age makeup, which she is. I, I, and I've seen Carla Gugino in old age makeup because I've watched uh, A Haunting of Bly Manor. And uh-huh. this can be done a lot better. I think it's unflattering to Carla Gugino, who's maybe one of the prettiest people alive. Um, Just get an older actress. <laughs> she's, I don't get why they did this. She's supposed to be 67, and she doesn't look a day old, day older than Carla Gugino, so. She does look a day older than Carla Gugino, I have to say, because the entire <laughs> lower half of her face is, uh, old age. She looks makeup. a day rubberier. Yeah. 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 She, it's a little high school production y, but, um, you know, she's, the actress is, is doing great. Yes. Carla um, Gugino is fantastic. Uh, so she says that she, she read what happened to Comedian, and she's, mm-hmm. she's sad about it, and, her daughter's like, how could you, how could you, like, mourn that guy after what he did to you? But she's mm-hmm. like, oh, it was 40 years ago. You'll uh-huh. understand when you get to be my age. I do like some of the set dressing. Like, I mean, it's comic stuff, but you can tell that she's, like, it's all, like, hallmarks of, of put-together elder alcoholism. Like, she's mm-hmm. uh, got all of her curtains drawn, so, because she's, like, mm-hmm. terminally hungover. Right. Um... And then yeah. she she reminisces. She's like, "How can you still mourn for him after what he did to you?" Uh, so Spectre Two is like, and she's like, "Well, you know, I'm old. This happened forty years ago, and lives are complex, and 
when I look to the future, yeah, everything is shittier. And so it makes me look back on the past more fondly, Mm -hmm. which I think that her, this is kind of one of the more complex parts of the, the book. I think this is an interesting thing to examine because I, I know that there are people that, you know, have this this vision like have this experience with their life Mm -hmm. like i saw something it was like you know the the underage groupies of the 60s and you know there's this girl this woman who's like in her 50s or whatever being like yeah i lost my virginity at 15 to like this adult band member it was the you know it's like the greatest moment of my life and like that's a crime that's a full crime but like it's like a positive memory to her you know it's just like yeah nothing's it's not nothing is like black and white of like you know sometimes stuff is bad but the people that it happened to are well even so i think it's a pretty rare um portrayal of like especially in in media that was entirely made by men pretty much oh yeah to have a woman uh, a character who's a woman who has some manner of agency in how she remembers her own rape Um, yeah and i think that and it's rightfully rare yes but well, well it, 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 but any like it doesn't I thought you were going to finish your sentence differently. Sorry. It, it, it not not doesn't necessarily have to manifest like this, but often right. um sexual assault is is something that I mean it is horrific because it is obviously something that uh women are denied or anyone who happens to are denied agency in be, mm-hmm. I mean because with their own body is Right. I, I don't need to say that sexual assault is terrible. <laughs> no. That's but, a, a big part of why it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but they, it's often like it's like they, the they, victim they versus continue, survivor. Yeah, exactly. They continue to not have agency in it because it it, it ruins their lives instead of mm-hmm. changing their lives as they continue to develop and mature as a person, mm-hmm. and not necessarily. Like, and I feel like like portraying that agency is, is pretty complex and interesting yeah i don't remember where that goes in the movie but cool to ha- have it i guess um they do a i don't want to years... see it though no hate no. to absolutely fucking hate to see it unironically hate to see it yeah very um, very uncomfortable very bad they also she says you know that this was 40 years ago i'm 67 so she was 27 when this was all happening mm-hmm. they were probably all around that age which mm-hmm. i don't know just like i was like well, oh, shit. we don't know. About I'm Hoodie superhero Ju- age. Who knows about Hood- Hooded Justice? You know. Oh my God! Yeah, Hooded Justice He's is actually a hundred man. Old. He's a very mysterious uh, man. But I we, heard that he was a, a, a circus strongman. <laughs> in 1910. I heard he was. Um, that's a thing in the comic book. There's a newspaper clipping inserted into the comic. The speculation. But anyway, I we flash also, back to the day she, that the Minutemen photo was taken. She she lovingly strokes the photo the Minuteman photo and she's probably supposed to be kind of um, petting the part the comedian is in, but it, she does kind of just put her finger on night owls, little speedo. Oh, yeah. I thought, sure. Yeah. So that's a positive part to remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so she, on the day that photo was taken, she, after the photo is taken, she goes to change comedian follows her and he starts being gross. And he's like, Oh, I know you want it. She says, no, he says, no spelled Y-E-S, and she punches him in the face, and then he um, he beats her up beats and starts to her, unbuckle yeah. his pants, it's, and Hood Justice walks in and kicks the like, shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Um, yep, yep, and she looks bad. She got... Yeah. 
you I can think, hit her in the face. I think that Hooded Justice's reaction to this is telling also that, like, there's a lot implied by the fact that he's, like, you little shit and not, like, what the fuck are you doing? Because, like, in some way you see that he, like, it's not, he's not surprised by this. No, there's, I like, mean, a I drop of boys he, will be boys or something. I assume that's why he went after Comedian because he was keeping an eye on him in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, in the in the present, Sally is like, oh, you know, he's he's a little bit of justice and injustice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We stand hooded justice anyway. I mean, so... she doesn't have to be right. <laughs> she doesn't have to be right. That's the thing. No, she doesn't. That's, that's what feminism is all about. I, I, but that, like, that's what I'm getting at is like that that she remembers this it, 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 that it's not this like thing that happened to her that she has to be completely correct about the way that she remembers she has the ability to remember it in a way that is imperfect and wrong and tainted by you know everything else she's seen and done Mm -hmm. anyway back to the funeral woohoo john is wearing a suit but he's still glowing blue and we learn later in the like this section that he can change his appearance so why isn't he like dark or something. Because nobody asked him. I mean, he's, Why he's, didn't he like black dark. out his Instagram not, box? Like, I'm looking at him now, face. and he's not—he's not super bright. He—he he only does it when he does it because people ask him to. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't right. care. Uh, That's so true. He he's has, wearing a suit, he, though. He's covering he has a his flashback and to to when he was uh, enlisted by the U.S. Army to go to Vietnam and just like. Blast mm-hmm. people to pieces. Yeah, blast the Viet Cong to giant. pieces. Wearing a, the world's biggest speedo. Um, <laughs> uh, comedian is burning people with a flamethrower and smiling and laughing and cheering. They go to you know a bar what? afterwards to celebrate Vietnam surrendering. I have and, to say, also, uh-huh. I I um go- I go- googled this, and Alan Moore doesn't give a lot of interviews, but he did say that um, John actually doesn't. Like the the bla- the speedo that he wears is not like something that he conjures. He makes the U.S. government make him a little speedo every time they want him to cover up his dong. So they they had to make like the a humongous speedo. Mm-hmm, they had to use like mm-hmm. trampolines, I think he said, <laughs> um, to make this like huge speedo. And he was like, "You got to get two helicopters to put the- put it on me because I don't feel I don't feel like I need to wear it. So if yeah, you feel like okay, I need Alan. to wear it, yeah, you need to help and me." And I think I think Alan like you know his decision to. To come out and say uh, is like well, he brave. had to. He had to, right? Like, it, yeah. it, you can't go and like Watchmen can't come back in the public conscience, and you can't you can't like see that and 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 stay silent on the matter. You have to like you know the 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 fans and the viewers. I think are mm-hmm. entitled to that kind of information about the characters because. Because if he's making it, what does that mean? He's censoring yeah, himself. Like he's censoring Would Doctor Manhattan do that? No. 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 They also. I hate this movie. I hate. <laughs> I hate this movie. I hate talking about this movie. I'm fucking miserable right now. Why? I hate. I regret doing this. this Will you tell us a mistake. recurring joke? Do you want? You want the first one? Yeah. Let's yes. it. Every time you feel. Does it st- like shit? <laughs> does it start at one or seven? Uh, it's Screen Rant. What are you talking about? You the, think this has any structure that makes any sense? It it's starts trash. at three. <laughs> I thought, okay. It's unspecified. I thought no it was a listicle. Order. No, it so. says ranked, but then there's no numbers on yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, one. this is like the best or the worst one. 
Right. Great. Yeah. So so I don't have to discuss sexual assault or genocide in Vietnam. Okay, yeah. So we we'll go. just uh-huh. skip the rest of this one. Noisepace dot x y z. No. Um, uh, okay. Comedian comedian shoots his pregnant. Wait wait. Oh, we're I, doing I, a I screen rant. <laughs> we're doing a, a joke. I haven't even I haven't even read my we're funny post yet. Okay. Well, I don't want to jump back in from screen rant to that. Well, we're going to. Okay. We have That's to. What Sorry. Has to happen. <laughs> Okay. The DCEU is considered a dark take on the superhero genre. True. <laughs> <laughs> but what funny that. elements are so entertaining that they make fans laugh in multiple movies? That's what I'm multiple here to find out. Multiple movies? Multiple movies? The DC Extended Universe will soon see a release with The Rock's Black Adam and add another character into the mix. The Rock the is going to show his Black Adam in this? The series has already featured the likes of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Harley Quinn, among others, along with shared elements within each movie. (laughs) (laughs) Although the franchise is considered generally dark, there are recurring gags that can be found from one entry to another. What? Something can be dark and funny? I don't believe it. These range from spoken jokes like (laughs) Aquaman... Oh my god! These range from spoken jokes like Aquaman's supposed attachment to fish... To slapstick comedy, such as what? Task Force members' ridiculous antics. What? Task- Aquaman's supposed attachment to wait, fish did- is a recurring joke? Wait, were they supposed to say Task Force X, or did they just- It just says attribute. Task Force. Okay. The famous a- Task Force we like. The recurring joke of Superman wearing red and blue. What? Hee-haw. With further movies like Batgirl expected to arrive in the near future, it's worth keeping track of the gags that might show up later on. Okay, yeah, I it. think I it's think very it is worth, worth it. it. This is a this is a uh, academic endeavor, a scholarly yes. pursuit. So the first item on the list, which is not numbered, the, is the Flash's strategy to push people and run away. Remember, um, when did he ever do that? The Flash's first DCEU appearance in the Flash was in Suicide Squad, yeah. where he was seen foiling Captain Boomerang's bank robbery. He did nothing apart from galloping toward Boomerang to shove him, which many found funny, because Flash's move was just to push his enemy. The joke returned in Justice League when the Flash made a direct reference to the event. He admitted that all he ever did to any baddies was to push them and run away, showing just how inexperienced he was. It nevertheless was an effective running gag, especially since the gag itself has a pun on the Flash's powers. Uh, What? Pun? Because it's running? Because Gag? he speeds at them and forces them away? Run. The f- <laughs> Doing something that some audience members found funny is, it's first of all, joke. not a joke. Not a and joke. second of all, referencing that you did it is not a recurring joke. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're desperate. What? There's not a lot... <laughs> There's not it's a lot of jokes the name. in this franchise. It's like, Recurring! It, it has to reoccur! Like, like... Like fucking Joseph Joestar's running away is a is a is a running joke. Saying doing something and then saying that you did it is not <laughs> a joke, let alone a running joke. Anyway, it's, not, it's we'll, not recurring; it's occurring, and it's also we'll, not a joke. We'll come back to this uh, next time. Comedian does something really horrible. depressing and horrible. So, um, I also love I also love Screen Rant saying. That this is a way of in, um, showing how immature he is as a superhero. Because if he wasn't so green, if he wasn't such a little baby about it, he would man up and, and you know like, kill people yeah, and run, brand run, them run, and like, disintegrate run. people. Yeah, like just no, he by does, running directly why, through them. He, he no, would no, just no, Val, you misunderstand. Them, you know, you misunderstand. He is green. His suit is red because he's doing that. 
Oh, what? It's a green suit. It's a green suit, but it it gets stained red with the blood of everyone Soaked that he trains. <laughs> Um, From when he insta-gived Captain Boomerang. Yeah. I thought you were saying he was a lobster and he was getting cooked. Ooh. Oh! I don't remember saying anything like that, but sure. But sure, well, I lobsters are that. Lobsters, like, cartoons of lobsters are always red because we see them usually when they're cooked and we're eating them. But in real it, yeah, life, lobsters are blue when they're alive. Yeah, drab and blue. Kind oh, of green that blue. sucks. I'm glad we kill and boil them. I'm glad all of our, like, lobster logos are red. Well, I mean, it's kind of like how Christians I mean, all wear crosses with like a little Jesus on them. Also, like, it's uh, like hmm, his worst moment, but okay. And also, like when you go to like Uncle Tom's barbecue hole, <laughs> and like the logo is like a pig with a rack uh-huh. of ribs, and I'm like, yes, dude, yes. that's that's Terry. And the pig is like, please eat this. This is my brother. <laughs> I get off on it anyway. No one's made this joke before. No one. So. Uh, so the first of all, they they explain they like show kind of a way that the timeline has deviated, which is that comedian says, "I'm glad we won the war glad just now in Vietnam, Vietnam because I bet losing it would have driven us crazy as a country. We mm-hmm. did it. We did." And then so, a woman that he has gotten pregnant in Vietnam confronts him, and she and uh, he kills her. Yeah. Uh, All right, number two. Recurring joke number Number two. two. A character gets overexcited when arriving at a new location in Wonder Woman films. Oh my god, Steve being a caveman is a recurring bit. There have been plenty of funny moments featuring Wonder Woman, and her solo films carry some trademark jokes. Okay. (sighs) One of the running gags here (laughs) is that characters who are essentially outsiders become too excitable when they're in a new setting and act in a silly manner. This is a recurring joke and not a failure of script writing. It's not even a failure. It's an intentional, like, parallel. <laughs> like, Steve, yeah. acting, Steve acting excited in the future is an intentional callback. I don't the- think that, yeah, I don't think that it can be a running joke when there's only two, like, that's just a like, callback. It's not even a joke. It's like a plot beat. It's two characters <laughs> switching places. I forgot to ask, by the way, do either of you have any guesses for what any of these running jokes are going to be? Fuck No. I didn't. Well, I okay, that now that chance. you've said that, um, now that we know the two examples, I think one of them is going to be um, Harley Jump. being... S- <laughs> Jump. Yeah, jumping is a running joke. It appeared in two films. The only running jokes that, that the Snyder Jump films have... Jump be running. No, it's very thick. Like a <laughs> paste. Yes, Val? <laughs> Um, you just stunned me into silence because I didn't realize that Jum isn't supposed to be runny, so I need to talk to my doctor about something. Um, the only running jokes that the Snyder films have <laughs> I mean, were running created- like, um, like The Flash. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> were created on zero to zero. That's, that's right. Because <laughs> he runs. D- uh, did you have a, a guess, though? <sighs> My my guess is Harley being so random. Was okay. was that the entirety of that that number? No, no, no. I haven't I haven't finished it yet. Uh, here's here's my guess, and this okay. one I said it's a stretch because I don't think it would be a running joke. But I I think there was a thing where Amanda Waller was like, "Don't call it the Suicide Squad. It's Task Force X. Damn it." Uh, that w- seems like it would actually be a recurring 
thing that would get funnier every but time see that's that's recurring. the problem is that that happened like once in the suicide squad and mm-hmm. was only vaguely alluded to as a name concept in suicide squad mm-hmm. but there is a peacemaker show so yeah. what if it's like maybe he's superman like what if that's the running joke it's like you know it's superman it's funny because he's He's Superman. Superman. Did you have any guesses, Giga? That's my guess. Is that it's funny because he's Superman. Okay. I think I think a higher level, like a higher concept one that they might that they could actually do, but given what they've the two that we've heard so far, I don't think they will. Um the thing of never actually saying the name of any superhero. That's so like the Bat Vigilante or like it's not when a joke, Lois though. starts to say It's just cowardice. For Superman. Well yeah, but neither of these are. I been know jokes. that and you know that, but yeah, <laughs> two true. characters that's reacting true. in wonderment. We, is we're not no a we don't we're no longer either. that's no longer a parameter. It doesn't have to be a joke. The it first nice recurring though. joke was the Flash does something and then tells someone about it later. <laughs> like the bar is there so, isn't a bar. <laughs> Isn't it nice, though, that we're not talking about Watchmen right now? In the first movie, Wonder Woman herself did kooky things, like picking up strangers' babies, just because (laughs) it's a kooky thing. She doesn't pick up a person's baby, she just goes over to the baby. When a stranger picks up my baby, it's very... That's so kooky of you. In the first movie, do Wonder Woman herself did kooky things like picking up strangers' babies just because she'd never seen one before to garner many stares at her behavior. Also, this is like... Oh, yeah, I remember that. We were like, why does she know what a baby is? This isn't just in Wonder Woman. This happens in Aquaman, too. Mm-hmm. People yeah. in a new location. Where, yeah, Mira eats the flower. That's a funny joke. Going somewhere. It Wonder is. Woman 1984 showed Steve Trevor behave like a fish out of water when he found himself in 1984, mistaking a trash can as a work of art and being embarrassed when he found out it was just a normal trash oh, can. Oh, so true. So true. He did do that. He unga-bungaed. So that's that's number two of seven. Okay, so they didn't even include anything about it, like anyone other than the Wonder Woman. So watch the two Wonder Woman um, characters. So cool. uh, comedians like, yeah, I killed her, but you're like God, and you could have stopped me from doing that. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about you? Bringing in a little question of like, like does John he, seems like, fallible, or like that he's more curious, right? He, mm. he he he's beginning to look at humanity with an eye of curiosity and detachment rather than mm-hmm. as himself as one of them in, in the, who has inherent value in human life. Like, he, right. like yes. he's expressing his superego when he's like, you killed her, she was pregnant, and you she killed her, because he mm-hmm. knows that that's wrong. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he didn't act to stop it. No, he did not. He did, he did like, like tell he was like, don't do to. that, but he didn't. He tried to, inter- yeah, he tried to intervene verbally, but that's mm-hmm. all he did. When he could have... I mean, the comedian says, like, you could have turned the gun into mist. You could have turned the whatever. Not um, to mention, it's it's also worth uh, saying that uh, although God knows how Dr. Manhattan himself actually thinks of, like, his own free will, but he presumably since becoming Dr. Manhattan has already seen this happen and knows that it's going to mm-hmm. happen because of the mm. way that he sees time. So Yeah, fair. I mean, th- this is basically skipping ahead. This is basically what he says on on uh mars is he's like am am i really making these choices or were these choice choices already destined for me yeah like like uh, it, it's it's always been too late to change even fate. even even with my like control over matter a a when you drop a pebble it'll still fall and that's no different than humans 
thinking that they make decisions. Like as time passes, you only make one choice. The th- the th- part of the angst of being human is thinking that you could have made another one when you always will have made the one that you did because you already did it. And even thinking about that, even like thinking about the way that another choice could have gone is still a choice within itself. And time continues moving despite your ability to perceive it. Not At least that's how he sees it. Yeah. That's how I see it too. Well, we don't need to get into that. Uh, so they go, <laughs> so we're in a, a boardroom meeting of the Watchmen, and they're all. This like, is funny. This is Ozymandias's flashback of him, like, mm-hmm. "Welcome to the first uh, meeting of the um, Watchmen." And my friend Adrian, uh, not his mask is weird. His mask makes it. His mask definitely five heads him. Like it. it <laughs> mm. There's also just a lot of folds. It's like yeah. weirdly like. W- sticking off of his head it looks angry um but this is where we see night owl being a a complete nerd um he's such a he's such a nerd it's so funny he's a he's feedback he's feedback yes night owl Owl is feedback comedian is smoking a big cigar and being a dickhead and you know drinking and uh and and night owl just kind of says you know generally to the group Maybe we should agree to no drinking at meetings. Mm-hmm. He's such feedback. <laughs> He's like, this is just a random idea I have. <laughs> no reason. Related to nothing. This is so, so out of left field. I know. What am I like? But what if I actually uh, wrote none this of in us my notes drink before. and smoke at these meetings, guys? <laughs> uh, Silk Spectre makes eyes at Dr. Manhattan. I don't know if this is carried through from the comic, but I'm pretty sure that she's supposed to be like 16 here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adrian is like gross. Yeah, it is gross. Um, Adrian is, Adrian is like, what if we made the world better marginally? And and uh-huh. comedians like, fuck. <laughs> and yet you are a mortal man. Curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he does his 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 reasoning though is he's like, I I work for the government. I know about the nukes. Like. Nothing yeah, that fine. we can do is going to matter anyway. He says standing next to a six foot tall living nuke. Yeah, his his kind of his nihilism is the most obvious of the bunch, mm-hmm. I think. But mm-hmm. they all have kind even yeah. Night Owl, who is like straight laced guy, has his own kind of nihilism. Night Owlism. <laughs> Night owlism. <laughs> Night owlism. Uh, comedian sets Night the map owlism. of the United States on fire and leaves. Uh, I think that the other. I think the other thing that made this section of the movie super like uh, overdone or overwrought is that comedian's personality specifically is very this. Like he's very um, out there. He like says his big big man thoughts all the time you know like he's not you don't get the sense from him that he thinks everything is a joke he no, says it all the time he's, like like he's he's uh doing that sort of masculine dissociation right yeah that he's right. like he he's like you know it's all doesn't fucking matter you know by recognizing the nature of humanity i have placed myself on the outside of it exactly like he's trying to yeah. detach himself from it and you see very clearly later that it's not like that like he recognizes yeah we'll, we'll see how that works out for him yeah he, it's probably, uh, he's probably going really well for him internally 
Also, uh, putting a pin in this, uh, when Silk Spectre is is looking at Dr. Manhattan and smiling at him, he is standing with a woman who looks not too happy about it. Yeah, no, not 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 too chazzed about what is was going on. And we'll come back to that later. Uh, Night Owl, meanwhile, gets his flashback to the the anti-vigilante riots. Uh-huh. And these vigilante uh, riots are going on because the police have decided to strike. Yeah, I think that... God, I wish that were me. It's um, it, it's kind of interesting in this day and age to look at this and be like, you know, it, it's... This is sort of like a projection of of feelings about the police, right? It's like that, that mm-hmm. because there's this state-sponsored group of people with no oversight... People mm-hmm. are like calling for the fucking cops to come back because at least they had even a a fucking like shred or like illusion of culpability. I think so, it's the parallel of I. I mean, I think it's the like the Vietnam War being one is a big part mm-hmm. of it as well. Like the police being, you know essentially an invading force at all times yeah you know like nowadays people do not like that (laughs) because it's bad but you know in this alternate reality like hey it worked yeah like our our invading forces are actually sick as hell so we should probably keep them i'd like to be occupied by my own country all the time i exactly i occupy forces what i I meant yeah so night owl flies his ship archimedes over the crowd and he's like telling everyone to clear out Uh, archimedes looks like a giant pushing uh, he does look like, you know what he looks like? He looks like a, a T.Y. baby. Or, yeah, yeah, kind no, the, t- the, uh, what are, what are those called? The, um, there's like the Disney ones that are like, like the bean shaped ones. Oh, Sum Sum? Sum Sum, that's what I was thinking of. Mm. I think they based Sum Sum on Archimedes from Watchmen. Yeah. I think so too. So the comedian is like standing on one of the eyes. He's like outside of the, the ship. Um, and Night Owl goes over the, the little, uh, announcer thingy and he says everyone please be chill we can solve this without violence i love and like this guys. guy this guy's here because and he's a this guy's here because he's an inventor not because he's good at this and the comedian <laughs> looks down and whispers no and mm-hmm. jumps off the ship <laughs> and and like, oh, what the fuck hey <laughs> oh, oh. my my bit <laughs> i write a diary entry about this in a few years Rorschach says, no, my bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comedian's a huge gun guy. Yeah, Comedian oh, yeah. starts beating people up and, and then shooting let's, people. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about another another, uh, another running Oh, you joke. want me to talk about number three, Aquaman being mocked for his connection with fish? Can I say one more? Yeah, uh, go ahead. This was, this was where I, in my notes, wrote the thing, the quote from Ed Norton's character in Birdman of, you've got four lines that all say the same thing, because Night Owl says, what happened to the American dream? And the comedian says, what happened to the American dream? It came true. You're looking You're at one. It. Like, just, what happened to the American dream? It came true. That's all you have to say. You do not both have to say what happened to the American dream. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Aquaman, Aquaman is mocked for his connection with fish. Oh. What? Aquaman has been at the receiving end of jokes for decades by this point over mm-hmm. his perceived close connection with fish. Perceived, huh? Perceived. perceived. Are they that saying that people are implying he's, like, he's, he's in love with, with fish? 
Well, uh, let's just keep reading. In the DCEU, it first came up when Bruce Wayne tracked him down with their first interaction featuring Bruce mocking Aquaman about how his main ability is to talk to fish. Boo! Yeah. Why were you recruiting him then? Why were you recruiting him? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> your power is stupid. I need Please you to help join me. my team, you useless fuck. Please. What I gotta throw lampshade all over this. <laughs> this gag? This gag was taken to R-rated levels oh in Peacemaker. God. Oh my god. Where Aquaman was oh accused god. of having sexual relations with a fish by the titular character. Oh my god, no one Probably one's... not. It's not... Wow, it's... it's Like, that's a joke cribbed directly from the boys... <laughs> I was gonna say robot yeah. chicken, but or sure. robot chicken. It is, yeah. yeah. It, the mean... long-running aspect of the joke was lampshaded by Aquaman oh. when he claimed that he absolutely hated the rumors about his connection to fish. Oh, what? I hate Which it rumors? when people then say that I'm fucking fish. God damn what? it! This sucks. God, oh, Which? I hate this. Which... Come on, guys. Come on, this is—it's not funny. Is this? Wait, 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 wait. Are they talking about the part where they're like, "Hey, are you the fish guy?" And he's like, "Don't believe everything you hear," or something. What? What? What we, rumors? I, Wait, what? We haven't watched Peacemaker, and we won't. We Is won't. Aquaman in Peacemaker? I hope not. Uh, There's no fucking way. I don't know why, but I just got. I don't know why I'm mad about this very, and not anything else we've talked about. I got here, here. Very... I've got a video. I have a video. Okay. Okay. He's oh, picking up this happen? person. Mm-hmm. Seems very oh, the, bloody. the fake Justice League what, is here. Oh my god. Wow. Go fuck another fish, asshole. I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. It's not a rumor. Wait, this is actually... There really is. <laughs> Jesus fucking they actually, Christ. <laughs> they actually got Ezra Miller and, and Jason Momoa to be in this. I not have... Henry Cavill. That makes me so upset. Wait, who else? Who else was there? Because like Superman flies Jason, down. Jason, what the fuck? Who else? I is think there's here? supposed to be a woman. That yeah, I can see. I can see the fake Wonder, Wonder woman? woman. I'm always saying that I think that they're supposed to be a woman. Oh my god! Who all is this? Who is the Flash? Oh, it's, okay, so it's Superman, Aquaman, the Flash, and Wonder Woman. Who is the Flash to tell Aquaman, Aquaman that that's not a rumor? Or was he asking? Wait, was he saying, oh, it's not a rumor? Oh, I've been going very fast underwater, and uh, I've seen you. <sighs> no, no, that there is no question mark there. He says, it's not a rumor. So, what the fuck? The Flash what the fuck? thinks... I hate this. ...canonically that Aquaman fucks fish. He, I do he, also he not need only to thinks that, but YouTube. he thinks that Aquaman is in denial yeah. and telling people that thank he Thank you for it. the tinnitus, no, you YouTube, YouTube user. Yeah. Thank you to YouTube user Baby Yuda for that ridiculous bleeping that they did. <laughs> that was really unpleasant. Don't want to get demonetized. And you could still hear the swears. Yeah, because they, I mean, it's it's not in post. I mean, it is in post. It's not. They just put it on top of the sound. Yeah. <laughs> That's they right. Don't... You could still hear him saying fuck. Well, you know, yeah. bleeping was like, it's like a, um, the invention of it wasn't to like censor pre-recorded television. It was to censor live television. So you play the bleep on top of something. If someone started like saying something that would get you cut from broadcast, would it be on top of or instead of? It would be on top of because oh, like like to try and drown them out. It, yeah. Anyway. So you think that Baby Yuda is just hearkening back to a a, a simpler time? I think this is real time video editing. <laughs> <laughs> they were recording on their phone and also bleeping it while recording it. 
Night Off also, flips comedian's button into the grave and they leave the funeral. And uh, Iconic button. No. His iconic button. But, but who who comes to the funeral to pay his respects? Some respect, old guy with freaky But ears. an elf. An elf. You know what I thought was interesting about this scene? Was it? Is that he's wearing a um a fedora and a like trench coat with the collar turned up he kind of looked like when he's leaving the funeral he looks like rorschach well did you know that rorschach is also in this scene but rorschach is also there yes yeah. there's a yeah there's, there's a like, red-haired guy, guy wearing, like, a sign. wearing a sign yeah yeah i thought that was i don't know i thought that was cool maybe i'm not no a genius I, but I, felt I don't i don't know what that smart. represents i think it's just you know he's an old guy it's priming your brain to think of rorschach I, uh-huh. because i for some reason thought that that was rorschach at first it's because the back of his it's because the back of rorschach's head is like all white because he's got the white um like well mask i i just was head. like oh they changed his hair color for the movie <laughs> yeah to bald instead of red no i thought didn't he have white hair yeah no the, no uh, you're right he, he is bald i think i thought that he had white hair he, he had like he really, has, short, like, really white hair. short white hair yeah Okay. Anyways, uh, so the old man returns home and looks at his many bills, and then he opens his refrigerator and finds a note from Rorschach that says, Behind you! Mm hmm. Which is. Oh, Rorschach. It's on a pizza box cover. Do you. Like a piece of a pizza box cover. Do you think he fished through the guy's trash, or he made that at home and then came in? The pizza was. I think think the pizza was in the fridge, and then. I think that he had leftover pizza. Rorschach ate ate it, it. and then. And ate most of the the box except for that little. What part. do you guys like to get on pizza? <laughs> what's your favorite kind of uh, cardboard box to eat? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's I... funny? I actually was gonna say my favorite pizza topping is a cardboard box. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like. Yeah, uh, my favorite cardboard box topping is a pizza. I like artichokes, but you know, to each their own. I like I a like... little a little patio table on there. Oh. I like uh, like a spinach, some mushroom, maybe some 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 feta cheese. Yeah, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling wild. Yeah, huh. I think I, I usually go for olives, artichokes, and mushrooms. Ugh, I don't like goat any of those cheese, ingredients. Goat honestly. cheese, goat cheese, goat cheese is pretty goat good. Cheese. I think that would be too stinky though. I like if I'm getting Wrong. like a lot of stuff, then I'll get onions and oh my gosh, peppers. You can call me Silk Spectre One because I'll always go for a margarita. Margarita is very good. <laughs> um, Sam got my joke. I also I used to <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, just laughing. Did at you too. get a Did you get a new honk for your car horn? <laughs> no, I just was that. That was just what your joke did to me. Oh, you're a car now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, look at him go! Wow, my <laughs> favorite. <laughs> my favorite. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, I, I I hate to see him go, but oh, I love dang. to watch him leave. <laughs> Look at my big car ass. Oh, it's, it's jiggling and wobbling all over the place. Look how much junk he's got in that trunk. <laughs> There's an old oh. desk in there. <laughs> God, I'm so fucking too messing right now. God, uh, you know you're the only you saying that about re- like while recording the podcast is the only time I've heard that word. I, I love too messing. <laughs> it's my favorite word. <laughs> It's so funny to say it. You have you have definitely said it before. I don't remember if it's been on the podcast. <laughs> just like, just... It was on, it was on the podcast. The reason that you're not sure if it was on the podcast or not was because Giga <laughs> said it on the podcast, referencing something we were talking about in host chat before <laughs> recording, where we were talking about something. It's not and, my actual and favorite was, word. 
And Giga was like, see, now I am rock hard and can record this podcast. And you were like, okay, well, the, the guests, guests have never heard us. The listeners have never heard oh, us right. <laughs> say that you need to memories. be hard to record. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to all of the episodes. I don't know why I yell it every time I say that. I listen to this podcast because I think it's good. Um, I like it. I do too. <laughs> I'm afraid of us. <laughs> I wish I could record all of my good times with my friends and just listen to them. Yeah, just when you listen to them and like, ah, that sure was nice. Oh, I did make that joke and people did laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like, well, it's like podcasts are, exist so that you can pretend that you're hanging out with people. Exactly. And so I listen to my own so that I can pretend that I'm I'm hanging out with people and I'm actively being funny and talking at the time. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, like it's it's it, it's. I'm pretending that I'm hanging out with people, but I'm I'm there. I'm doing. <laughs> Am I the only person who listens to podcasts in a way that isn't sad? Uh, <laughs> no, this I I didn't know that there was a way. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> um, it makes me really happy. So I don't know why you're saying yeah. that, but I just people always say that that they're like, it's like I have friends. <laughs> I'm like. I- I don't think that I'm in the conversation. I'm just. I mean, no, I do have friends, but I also it uses. I, I parasocially satisfies a a a, a social need that otherwise I uh, would let go unfulfilled. I just You're... I always see that as like a relatable comedy thing, and I'm just like, you people are weird. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Maybe I don't the really. One that's weird. I, I don't so. really listen to podcasts and pretend or like feel like I am also hanging out. But it's like it's the it's the endorphins you get from hearing your friends be goofy mm-hmm. and have a fun time. And then like I get the added bonus of if I listen to Zero to Zero or Elemental P, it's like my friends. Like, no, when I'm listening dicks. to the newest episode <laughs> of uh, Yari Yari Boys, I will I will talk back to them. <laughs> <laughs> I just always I listen to podcasts really as like a scientific experience. I'm I'm just like taking notes. Like, what does happen to someone if they watch Sex and the City two fifty two times? Interesting, interesting, <laughs> interesting. It, it seems and you're that like, they, and then they've transcended then humanity. It, I should listening. You should listen to your own podcast so you can know what a fourth season of Kyle XY would have been like if it existed. <laughs> I do it so oh, I it can, would have been bad. I oh, can okay. learn from my mistakes and become funnier. Oh, Jordan anyway. and I would have torn our own skin off. Interesting. Okay. Should we okay. talk about this old man? Yeah. No. So it's Moloch. I was. I didn't say my favorite pizza. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I used to. My favorite pizza used to be Hawaiian pizza. Okay. Um, but, but I'm then a vegetarian. Memes and shit posts made you feel bad about your taste. No, I'm a vegetarian, so I can't eat, have ham anymore. Uh, but I still like the pineapple part. So now I just sound like I'm actively fomenting like discourse every time <laughs> people are like, "What's your favorite pizza topping?" Because I'm like pineapple. You know what? I like, yeah, I had right. a I had a Hawaiian pizza not too long ago. I I the the discourse around it is so, so over stupid. the top. I yes. like I I actually I ate it in protest to be like. <laughs> No, you fuckers! It's, it's not fine. bad. I think this pizza is normal. I didn't. I didn't feel like the the flavor combination really worked for me. No, I. But I. I also was like, it's fine. It's yeah, just exactly. Not I like, the mix. like it's it's like I you you don't have to like someone thing for other people to like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so people don't understand was, this. 
to be to be fair to the to the genre of pizza, it it was a frozen Hawaiian pizza. That is, so, uh, yeah, no, different. you you want to get you want to get if you get a nice fresh juicy hunk of pineapple on there. It oh might no, be a no, very different experience. No, you also need a pizza no, that wasn't created by a um an assembly line. Yeah, it's that's it's, the difference between frozen pizza and regular like pizza. Pineapple, uh, like Hawaiian pizza, is is canned always pineapple. Uh, but yeah, the. Uh, the canned ad- pineapple can still be juicy. Canned pineapple is yeah. a different beast from fresh pineapple. I would say it has different traits. Oh, I, I that didn't. Make it I, I didn't say fresh. I don't think I didn't mean fresh pineapple. You did say I, you did. Oh yeah, refer you said juicy, fresh, juicy pineapple. But you said as opposed to. Anyway, if I said but- fresh, I meant it in terms of not being a frozen pizza. Fresh out the can, just like, like my beans. Canned pineapple doesn't do the thing to your mouth, but fresh pineapple does. But fresh mm-hmm. pineapple is also extremely delicious. In a different way. Ideally, it would be a pizza with a living pig smiling and uh, <laughs> presenting with a, the ribs of his brother, its neck, mm-hmm. and uh, talking pineapple, saying "Please eat me." Uh huh. Yeah. That's how. That's why all my pancakes, I I draw little smiley faces in syrup. You know. Yeah. So I can imagine that they're saying, "I want to die, please." <laughs> Life is suffering. Not a big, uh, <laughs> not a big sweet breakfast person myself. Oh, I love sweet breakfast. I mean, I, 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 I like, like it. everything. I like it, but I I will almost always take a savory breakfast. Hmm. I I would I would tend to agree, but, but when when you get a good sweet breakfast, and then I also say it is it is more difficult to get the savory breakfast as a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah. you can have the eggs, you can have mm-hmm. the cheese, and those are mm-hmm. good and important. But I feel like mm-hmm. the sausage or ham is a very Particular part of the the savory breakfast experience that you yeah, have. and then this all I have left is the toast. Us just talk about food. <laughs> well, here's the thing about pineapple pizza okay. versus Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza is an interesting mix of pineapple, like you know, the sweet, hot, squishy pineapple, and the like, kind of almost crispy, salty ham. And I like that like alternation. Yeah, like the I feel difference, like, like ham with just and fruit almost always go together it's yummy it's good um rest in peace to the hams um but the pineapple pizza by itself usually they dump like half a can yeah, on it's every too much on pineapple. Like, it's it's so much pineapple the other the funny thing about pineapple pizza too is um i don't know if like i don't know if this doesn't happen with hawaiian pizzas or i just haven't like paid attention to it but like canned pineapples are full of juice mm-hmm. right they're full of water when you put them on a pizza and then bake the pizza, the water in the pineapple Evaporates. is like fucking boiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, oh, it's it's really, really hot, hot water. Okay. And I just sometimes I'll take a bite and like the pizza is regular temperature and the water is just like still <laughs> yeah. retaining the heat. Just like oh, okay. Um, but what I, like I do it. is I this... just take the pineapple and I just squeeze them out into a nice cup. Speaking of tea, <laughs> taking things and squeezing them, uh... I also. <laughs> Like pineapple pizza because it's healthy. So it's not, but go off. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting my five servings of the, fruit, it makes you so stronger. It's uh, the, so take, speaking of taking things and squeezing them, Rorschach mm-hmm. takes this elf, this poor elf, and uh-huh. uh, squeezes some information out of him uh, by sliding and him also into his fridge. Him. Yeah, is this guy's ears like that in the comic, and that's why they're like that in the movie, or I is this actor's so. ear like that? I think okay. so. I mean, I, I, he, either he way, used... he's an elf. Yeah. We learned that this guy used to be a super, you know, villain um, named Moloch, and Rorschach asks why he went to the funeral. Where are the children? 
I'm looking at Moloch here. He does have the pointy ears. They're much less pronounced, mm. but he well, does have to, the pointy ears. It's hard to take someone who doesn't have pointy ears and give them pointy ears without giving them, like, huge pointy also, ears. Also, his costume, a bit problematic. Wearing a turban. The, the costume? I didn't Google it. You have to send he, it to He me. looks like a vampire and he's wearing a turban. He's like oh. a magician. He's like, yeah. Interesting. Um... Isn't wait, wait, is he the character that the guy that Tom Hanks um gives a quarter to or whatever in big and like it makes him big? I haven't seen the is, flick. He's, is um, he the guy from inside the little the little box that grants your wish? Yes, yes, he's uh he's uh the the whatever, that guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the you're, you're on from the, big. You're on the right track. I can't remember the Anyway, name. Rorschach anyway. is is interrogating him. Why were you at the funeral? He says, I thought I should pay my respects to the comedian. How did you know it was the comedian? Well, let me tell you the truth. He broke in here a week ago, and his mask was off, and he was drunk, and he was crying and babbling about stuff. Uh-huh. He said it was all a joke. He said, I've done some bad things to women and kids, but that was war. I've never done anything like this before, but I don't know what he was talking about. And then comedian said, Moloch, you're the closest thing I have to a friend, and what does that say about my life? And then on his way out, he says, your name was on the list, along with Janie, whatever the fuck her name is, Manhattan's old girl. What's the list? Moloch doesn't know. And then comedian leaves. And Rorschach says, sounds fake, but true. And then <laughs> I Rorschach like says, don't take these pills. And then Moloch says, please, I take the pills. I have cancer. He, yeah, Rorschach says, don't take these pills. And Moloch says, please, you don't take the pills. I um, need the pills. Let me keep them. Yeah, let me have them. It is kind of funny to hear. I mean, not funny, but like ironic. Uh, the way comedian is like, yeah, I killed women and children, but that was war. Well, I think like, that's, that's very indicative of him as a character. Like, he's, yeah, like he's not a sociopath. Is is I think what this establishes that he's he yeah. does he does recognize that this shit he does is wrong, but he dissociates himself from it by saying, you know, this is war. He's a product of the U.S.'s like. Uh, mm-hmm. how it will mm-hmm. use people who have mental health problems as weapons. And he's yeah. just one of those weapons. And it's like you're seeing the toll that it's t- taking on. Yeah. So Rorschach like, uh, yeah. walks down the street and he monologues about what could possibly have scared the comedian so much that he would cry in front of Moloch. He uh, thinks about the... He thinks about comedian's life generally. And we see flashbacks to the flashbacks that we just saw. Yeah, I remember those. How do you guys think Batman's parents died? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. He tells know. the famous Pagliacci joke from Twitter, and uh, he looks at Doctor, Comedian's I grave. I am picked up. And he says, Comedian understood the nature of humanity and chose to be a parody of it. And then we cut. Oh, sorry, so, we don't so cut. Stan we, Lee we watch, him yeah, off we fucking watch Comedian die again. Yeah. We do. We I do. remember that. Uh, and then we go to the, the famous scene that I mentioned last yeah, time. Yeah, how would but... you, so like, I don't know, I'd be uh-huh. pretty into this. Well, it, as a surprise. Yeah. From your, from your partner who you already are like, starting to suspect is That's pulling like, away I'm from not saying that, I'm not saying that she was wrong to be offended and put off by this. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know, it's pretty hot. I'm just saying there's mitigating factors. Yeah, there's mitigating factors, but like me, Silk Spectre and Doctor Manhattan are fucking, and he's like creating clones of himself. <laughs> Silk Spectre and Doctor Manhattan and Doctor Manhattan are fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like if I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm horn. Like Doctor Manhattan, <laughs> you want to bone down? And he's like, 
Yeah, but you know, I'm at a really important place with this reactor shit, and like, you know, whatever, just make two of you. It's cool. Yeah, one of you could keep working, and the other one, and then make a third one also. Like, I, I understand mentions. that there are complex factors to, to relationships and stuff, and what what it seems like from the outside might be very different to someone who is currently engaged in that. And I understand where Silk Spectre is coming from, but uh, I've been in a relationship for a long time, and I I could, I could go for some of some of some of this. <laughs> You're like, I'll take two instead of zero. Yes. Yeah, you know, I. I feel like the problem that they that their relationship has is that Silk Spectre wants to date a person. Right. She's already Dr. very concerned about his his weird inhumanity and what yeah. she doesn't need right now is him <laughs> double teaming her. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, so she opens her eyes and is like, "What the fuck? Why are there two of you?" and he's like, "They're both both of them are like, "Sorry, we thought you would Sorry, like Sorry, there's there's actually more because I'm actually she still She goes out of the working. hallway. Yeah, she goes into the hallway and looks and sees a third one who's like talking to Adrian and yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like, he's like, look, if if this if you're if you're upset by this, I'm happy to discuss. Would you like to sit down with the one of me that's not working? Right. Uh, yeah. So worker Manhattan is video chatting with Ozymandias and like <laughs> teleports tell the reactor to you them. You can tell that he's worker Manhattan because he's wearing a hard hat. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, fucker Manhattan tells Lori. You can tell uh, he's fucker Manhattan because he's he's wearing a hard hat, but in a different spot. <laughs> yeah, on his little hunger. <laughs> he's hard and he's wearing a hat. You can tell because he's wearing a cock ring. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, Sam, this was still Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, so uh, yeah, he he's like Lori. You're my only remaining link to the human world, and she's like, I I can't I, I can't. That's be that too much. Yeah, that's the yeah. yeah. No yikes. So yeah, yep. she she leaves and Adrian girl, is like, girl, when he Adrian's tells like, you, don't to... worry, man, she'll be back. And all the Manhattans fuse back girl, together, and they're like, nah, no, she won't. Girl, when he tells you that he's his, he's your, you're his only remaining link to the human world. That's a red flag. That's a red flag, baby. It's a blue um, flag, also, a big glowing blue flag. Also, did you know that the the project that uh, the Adrian's working on, there's a, like a big acronym. Uh, on 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 top uh, on the sign, but and it says sub quantum unified Intri- intrinsic field device, which uh, acronyms to squid. Intrinsic field device yeah, sounds like well, it, it mean, acronyms to squift. <laughs> intrinsic field is on one field uh, on one line. The the <laughs> end of the cor- the end of the Cold War will be very squift. Yes, that's surely um, what, what a, it means. What a depressing scene, though. It does. It's, yes. Yeah. Does anyone want somebody to take the edge off? Um, First, we will. I'll just say Manhattan Dong Watch 2022. Oh man, we got four. There of them are in one four time. on the screen at the same time. <laughs> this was, I was not sure like, where to look. I was like, Val, Val's bringing on the big bucks today. <laughs> Number four. Oh, okay. Harley Quinn freaks people out with her behavior. I think that's just a trait. Do I get half a point for that? I mean, with the way that this article works, I think you get a point. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's trying to throw, like, a dart at a board from, like, trying to get a bullseye on a mile-wide dartboard while you're in a plane. I think, mm-hmm. it, it, like, there's <laughs> And also the dartboard f- is a chessboard. There's a wide field <laughs> that is the bullseye, but there's also a wide field that isn't. Even wider field than isn't. So, and also the chessboard is a shoots and ladder board. 
And also, I'm not in a plane. You can look at Harley documents, Quinn freaks but... people out with her behavior. For many fans, Harley Quinn is the best DCEU character for her over-the-top but charming attitude. Citation needed, bud. I mean, true. Over agree the with top, that? I might agree. I might agree with that, attitude. but also... Uh, I'm at a loss for who I like more than um, Harley. Aquaman? No. Uh, the okay. Wizard Shazam? The Wizard Shazam? Well, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's a DCEU <sighs> character. Yeah, he is. So. In universe, my favorite she... is Headless Superman. Oh wait, wait, wait! What's out. the what's the janitor? Um, Howard. Harold. Howard. Howard. Howard's echo screams. I, I really no, like Cyborg. Howard's scream echoes. <laughs> I would say that Cyborg's dad is probably my favorite. In universe, she who made a to... better who made a better fine powder? <laughs> Cyborg's dad or Steve? Uh, Rorschach is better. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the DCEU. In universe, she tends to freak people out with her antics and loud claims of causing harm or destruction. It's gotten to the point where viewers expect her to say. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where viewers expect her to say things that will make the other characters uneasy. That's oh you my know God. comedy. She's the foundation this of comedy is so the, much. You know what they say: the foundation of comedy is the expected. Her character has gotten to the point where you expect her to act in character. Wow, it's, that's so hard. Hey, that's more than you can say for some of these fucking characters. That's true. This ranges from Harley robbing stores in Suicide Squad and telling people they should expect that from a bad guy like her, to Harley casually telling people that she, quote, had to go number two in the Suicide Squad well, before the team went on a potentially- She robs and she poops! On a potentially <laughs> lethal mission. What the fuck? The character her has ability- never done this. Her ability to deliver well-timed, uncomfortable quotes has become a trademark for the character. Is that it? <sighs> yep. Uh, so just... Harley. So just her character so is yeah, running... Yeah, that's a running... I mean, she does Number run. Four, Harley Quinn. She is funny, so... And you know what? She's been in three movies, so it counts. Yes. Oh, Harley God, Quinn. rule of three. It's the rule of three. It's there the rule of three, or the rule of four, Dr. Manhattan's. Um, mm-hmm. And so Night Owl is like heating up some some Chinese food in his microwave. God, he's so funny. Um, he honestly, he is. These noodles are funny. He chews in a funny way. <laughs> I love him. He puts a bunch of noodles in his mouth, and he just like, <laughs> like what is he? What is he? he? Like his little cheek sticking out. Mm, I like my Chinese food. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> and then he what a some- good day for me, Daniel. He says, "Stop reading the script, yeah, Sam." I mean, we have to be transformational. The uh, <laughs> our podcast, yeah, we can't just gonna say exactly what the, they say. I'm sorry for playing that clip from the movie. Zach hung, <laughs> Zach hung this ho- this sword by a horsehair over my head, and if we don't make mm. trans- transformational work, it's gonna fucking he, he's gonna he's gonna get his scissors. Okay, fine. He eats them normally. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Um, Giga, what did you say before we went to the break? You were like, you saw the four dongs and you were like, Val is going to something. Oh, I thought Val's bringing the big bucks home this week. Oh, yes. I don't know why you call that a break, by the way. That's the the main body of the episode (laughs) on Dong Watch this week. All of this is just shit that I have to get through before I can go back to looking at Screen Rant. I see. Okay, yes, yes, yes. All right. So anyway, there's a knock on the door and it's Lori. And she says, I left John and I came here because I only know fucking superheroes. Mm hmm. Uh... He tries to she reassure knows- her and say, like, oh, I'm sure he cares about you. But she's like, you don't get it. 
She says she only knows fucking superheroes, but she also knows conversing superheroes. <laughs> and so we see Dr. Manhattan, and he's like, private cups. Uh, mm-hmm. He's looking at a broad, he's, he's, he's like, huh, private cups. Oh, yeah, because she, she's explaining to him. So this must have been, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say what was in the comic and what wasn't, but this was weird to me. Lori is talking to Dan. She's like, cause she's like, yeah, you don't get it. And she says, you know, it's like he's always walking through the, through a mist and he's, you know, this is all just mist to him. And, um, we're just mist. And she's like standing a full, like seven feet away from him mm-hmm. for some reason. And they're just that like, just and it's like, like Zack Snyder to me. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, cause it's like a close up of her, you know, or like a mid shot of, of her talking and then like a far away shot of like, look how far away they're standing yeah, from each I other. Mean, like, like when you're talking like, to okay, someone, why? you need to be like five inches from their face. I don't get it. Like that's how normal yeah. people talk. So anyway, right. Dan invites her to join him and Hollis <laughs> for their weekly beer session. <laughs> I hate that, Sam. Please back away from the, the mic. They exit the door. Is something weird that I learned? Speaking of eggs. Sure. I've been watching uh, the Finnish version version of the show Taskmaster because uh-huh. I found a Google Drive folder with all of it. Is this the 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 show where they actually complete the tasks? <laughs> Does it finish? God damn it. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. But no. Uh, apparently in Finland... Uh, the 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 fan translated subtitles uh, helpfully explain cultural references that are gonna go over my head otherwise. Kaikaku means plan. Mm-hmm. Apparently, egg is like a like a slang term slash euphemism for dick. Hmm. And they huh. keep they keep bringing up eggs and making jokes about like, oh, your eggs runny. <laughs> I feel like that's the opposite of uh, like that's the other thing. The non-egg yeah. part of that equation. That's Weird, funny. huh? I never, yeah. I never would have thought. Getting but... egg down. You know, fried egg on a pizza would probably be pretty good. No, <sighs> that sounds. At that point, mm. you're just eating two things. Yeah, at the same... that's you're just true. putting two items of food in your mouth at the same time. Which you know, I like love to do. Like mac and cheese pizza. Why? No, just have one yeah, or the other. No, I don't like mac saves, and cheese. Saves you the time. But I think if you, put, <laughs> I think it might work if you put a fried egg on a pizza. Anyway, we'll have to try it. I feel like the texture would be weird. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you true. never know until you try. I also, guess. do you want to take a bite of a pizza and have an egg explode? Yeah. On it? Yeah. Like, is this a runny egg? Yeah. Uh, that yes? sounds weird. It you sounds want a gushering weird, pizza? I do like a fried egg sandwich, is the thing. Oh, for sure, but a pizza a is not a sandwich. Pizza. Not if you fold it over. If you fold it over, just like they said, we are not fucking doing that shit on the podcast. Just like they said at the end of Cats the musical. Oh no, I'm. I will not. I will not do a morphology. Pizza is not a sandwich. <laughs> it's not a sandwich. Uh, I... But a cat is not. Anyway, a so uh, so Doctor Manhattan's yeah. preparing for uh, preparing for his. Speaking thing. of movies that say the same line five times, yeah. <laughs> He's blue. We get it. He's not a dog. It's and not a, a dog. dog and a cat are different animals. <laughs> so uh, and the cat is not the one that the dog is. Dan and the uh, and, and and Julie are. are Do they Laurie. just Laurie? Do they just go 
cruising for a bruising? Like, I are guess, they just walking yeah. into an alley because they know that they know, sketchy people will follow them? They know that a bunch them? of top-knotted thugs will come and try to beat them up. I don't remember how Some how that is set up gangsters. in the comic, but I assume that we're meant to interpret this as, like, they they want to be able to do what they used yeah. to do. Hmm. Yeah. They want to they wanna relive the feeling of there is being the, crime fighters. Yeah, a level yeah, of no, excitement yeah, to I, reliving this. And Rorschach is also there. I understand. I, yeah. I understood that that was what was happening. I just thought it was weird. I, no. Any eagle-eyed viewers in the podcast? Mm-hmm. I saw Rorschach. The end is nigh sign. I mean, sure. But, and Rorschach is but holding true it. eagle-eyed viewers... Uh-huh. True fans Was Zack will recognize... Here? Huh? Was Zack Snyder here? No. They walk past a newsstand. Oh. A newsstand. And there's a little kid... Oh, ...sitting... Okay. Reading a comic book? And reading... Pirate comics! Oh! I like that! I wish that they... I think that they could have put the pirate comics in the... In the film. Well, that's the thing, is that they... they they did put the pirate comics in the ultimate edition, which is nearly four hours long. Oh, okay. No, what is that? No, a real I, thing? I told I told you about no, this before. You didn't. We're watching the theatrical version, and then there's the director's cut. Oh yeah, that's I remember like that release. Uh-huh. Three hours and fifteen minutes, and then the mm-hmm. ultimate cut is like three hours and forty five minutes. Well, and it's got the pirate comics. Wow. Well, as much as I am sad that we're not wow. watching that version, it's not on streaming, so. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, shit, they're narrated by someone. Oh fuck, is it? It might be Gerard Butler. I would like to see that, but um, I guess the, you know, I'm not gonna pay money. Remember when um in the Wonder Woman movie there was a guy with a sign that said the end is nigh, and he was like canonically correct. Yeah, because <laughs> he was uh, like, yeah, this it, is because it was, of your it was Gerard Butler. Oh for cool, the this is because of your sins, and it that he was <laughs> true. Good he point. was telling the truth. Good observation, <laughs> yeah. sir. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you think Zack Snyder made this movie and then was just like, "I wish I could make this movie again," and then just kind of tried his hardest to make this movie as many times as he could? I mean, he failed. No, I know. Yeah, he, it's like drawing. It's like drawing a horse from memory, kind of thing. Yeah, but he's like not a drawer. So, um, Doctor uh, Doctor Manhattan gives the world's worst interview while. Oh my god. Why? Okay, I need to I need to take a big issue with this uh-huh. because okay. they fucked up they so bad. They fucked this up really badly. Because so Dr. Manhattan, mm-hmm. uh we should mention he has a an old photo of him and his ex-girlfriend in his pocket that mm-hmm. we skipped over earlier. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. So he he teleports to the TV studio. Mhm. Uh this guy walks into the lobby and he's like, oh, God damn it! Dr. Manhattan's here. We don't have time for makeup. That blue is way too bright for television. This is where he, like, lowers the brightness on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he walks in. The There's, like, government agents who, like, give him a list of, like, Pentagon-approved topics he can discuss. Mm-hmm. And they cut the beginning of the interview from the comic mm-hmm. where the interviewer says... All right, Dr. Manhattan, so first, let me just get this out of the way. <laughs> What's up, Doc? And Dr. Manhattan replies, up is a relative concept. It has no intrinsic value. It's so... And they cut that. Cowards. So funny. It's so good. He's... Because he's not just disconnected from humanity in a moral sense. No, he, he has he no He also sense just doesn't humor. get jokes anymore. <laughs> 
Although if they had included it, I probably would have rolled my eyes and thrown the movie. Yeah, but I like roll. I like yes. rolling my eyes. It feels, <laughs> it feels <good>. great. <laughs> they need some exercise. Um, so yeah, he they start the interview. Uh, one reporter asks if he agrees with the doomsday clock being four minutes to midnight. He gives a weird metaphorical answer. This about one's bad. Like his dad's clocks. a dad's a bad watchmaker if he thinks that disproving the time is relative. It affects means watch- the clocks don't matter. Like it, yeah, do- it's relative, but human perception is also dependent on you know physiology, which is non-relative. Anyway, I want to mention at this point, by the way. Uh, because we are approaching the lengthy Dr. Manhattan Mars monologue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that chapter of the comic is so good. It's so good. So I, I actually, I, I found, it, apparently Watchmen is on archive.org. You can read it mm-hmm. for free. I would uh, encourage you to do so. I, I, did, I did pull up this, this chapter, and I did uh, reread it and enjoy uh, because that, again, that is the greatest strength of this movie is that it just reminds you of how good Watchmen is. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I do want to say this first question where the lady is like, uh, doomsday clock, blah, blah, blah. And he gives this weird like answer about like a metaphorical clock is meaningless and a metaphor and meta- that. That's not in the movie, not in the comic. Yeah. That is a, a movie original, and it sucked. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. They should have just had What's Up, Doc. Yeah. There's a um, there's an episode of um, Elementary um, where there's some threat on, like, Joan and Sherlock's life, and he's, like, still working, and Joan is like, why are you working? Like, we could die. Or, like, I don't remember. Oh, it's, there's, no, sorry. It's an existential threat to humankind. <laughs> and Jonah's like, what, what are you doing? Like, we just learned that there's a huge terror threat, like, that could happen. And he's, and Sherlock is like, yeah, well, we could get hit by a bus, too. Or, you know, one of us could, you know, get our arm cut off. Or <laughs> you, we could die at any moment, Joan. Death is just around the corner all the time. So it doesn't matter. You know, you're not more or less likely to die at any And point. that's why I'm always getting real bombs mailed to us. That's why I'm always getting real bombs made to us, sent to us. Um, exactly. Uh, Element OP. But yeah, chapter four, chapter four of Watchmen is so fucking good. And this is, this is basically like the Dr. Manhattan version of that. She's like, you know, do you think that it's accurate to be that we're four minutes away from nuclear annihilation? And he's like, well, we're always exactly as far away as we ever were from death. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, so this is where we start cutting to, uh, Lori and Dan fighting off the gangsters in the alleyway. It is so, so gratuitously violent. It's so violent. Like, Did you watch Birds of Prey and think too many of the legs in that movie were going the right direction? Yeah, well, Night Owl like, breaks a guy's right arm direction? so bad that the bone comes out of the skin and like we blood see it. spurts everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's towards the camera that yeah, the, watch the bone 3D. sticks out. Yeah, yeah, it's very that. It's very Man, that. that's so violent. I just wish there was something funny that I could think about instead. Ugh. Is there something that maybe has happened a few times? Or well, I think you'll find recurring? that Peacemaker is often explaining things in vivid detail. <laughs> I guess so. Huh? There are many reasons to consider Peacemaker as the best DCEU character, especially for the way False. he brings a lighthearted quality to the series. What?! Must have what? missed that part. 
a lighthearted quality. I mean, I guess like, uh, oh, did Flag's they heart is lighter? For the part where he fought Rick Flag's heart and Rick put, Flag's put a heart hole in is, it? is lighter because there's less of it now. <laughs> he took the blood out of it, and now it's he a took light the blood heart. out of it. Yes. Well, his running gag consists of Peacemaker saying inappropriate things just to make a point and goes into vivid details. <laughs> this was first seen in the Suicide Squad when Peacemaker claimed he would do anything to achieve peace, even killing children, and failed to see how slaying children was counteractive to his point. I love this writing style. Screen how rant. much do you get paid to write Five for dollars. Oh, uh, it's per word for a Five dollars? Like well, in you his have own to work TV out series, for sure, Peacemaker but... again went into tirades, such <sighs> as the one against Batman that freaked out his old neighbor for how graphic Peacemaker got in his rant. It's so funny. <laughs> that sounds really funny. That's such a funny running Who'd gag. Who thought of that after watching attribute? how many hours of DCEU that we would miss most of the jokes so far? <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, this is it sounds like largely based on the TV show which we have not. That's seen, what I'm saying so. is that because we didn't watch the piece, yeah, TV two out show, of seven, we're, we're not getting any of these <laughs> yeah. running jokes. Which we are missing the jokes. T- I'm I, so sad. If they wrote an article about. Watchmen like this. Mm-hmm. The best running jokes in Watchmen. Would one of them be like? It's like the Doctor Manhattan is blue. Doctor Manhattan's penis is out. Um, they even acknowledge it when they go on when he goes on TV and the person tells him that he is his blue is too bright for TV. Rorschach he is dims weird. it down, the but it's still dark likes blue. To say that life is a joke, you see the I, you see his pen a lot. There is he a says, ru- I'm there sorry, is a mother, running but joke. his mother is not there. There is a running joke in this, which uh-huh. genuinely Rorschach breaking into people's houses. Yes. And eating their food. And I, I I don't remember. I think this was a thing in the comics. I don't remember if it's come up in the movie, but I think the joke in the comic was that there was like a, a, a scene where he like picks a lock, which mm-hmm. I, I think it goes uncommented on, as I recall, but it does... it. <laughs> It's like he doesn't need to be breaking into these people's yeah, houses. No. Oh, is he like breaking, breaking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He like. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention it uh, no. when when uh, uh, Laurie goes to Dan's apartment. He like has to struggle with the lock, and he's like, "Oh, sorry about that. I had to get the lock changed since Rorschach broke in." Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Rorschach okay. just like even though he knows how to that pick locks, funny. he just keeps breaking people's doors open. It's true. Yeah. That is, that is a genuinely that, good, funny running joke. Yeah. I thought you were saying the running joke was him trespassing into people's homes. And I was no, like, it's, yeah, it's the, okay. the breaking and entering for no reason. The breaking specifically of the yeah. entering. Anyway, yeah. uh, so they're fighting and armed blood. Honestly, this keeps happening. It keeps cutting back and forth between this and the interview. But like, that's all that you can say about the, the fight is blood. Uh, no, I do want to also mention the part where Silk Spectre stabs a guy in the neck with a knife, oh and then God. another guy pulls out a gun, and she uses the guy as a meat shield. Mm-hmm. Also, no blood comes out when she stabs him. Well, the gun. The just, I mean, the knife. <laughs> the gun. He's very lighthearted. <laughs> oh, that's how they're gonna tell people um, they have anemia from now on. <laughs> You're so light, lighthearted. 
Oh, we get some we get some good uh, insight into Doctor Manhattan's whole deal here, where someone asks him, like, "You can see everything. Like, are you a god?" And he says he clarifies that it's a misconception. He's not omniscient. He can just see everything that has and will happen to him. To mm-hmm. him, yes, yes. So all all That's time is simultaneous when it comes to his own perspective for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the somebody, the last reporter asks comic him. Comic book character Doug Roth. Comic book character Doug Roth stands up and has a question, which is, "Do you remember Wally?" And do you remember... What, what do you go by? Wallace? Wally? <laughs> you're the boss, boss. Um, yeah, and Dr. Manhattan says, you're the boss, boss. And uh, and then Moloch as well. Um, and it, he says, do you remember Wally? And Dr. Manhattan's like, yes. And he's like, he died of cancer. And he's like, that sucks. And then he's like, do you remember Moloch? And he's like, yes. And he's like, Moloch has cancer too. And he's like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, do you remember Jamie Some Spear? army general who was your handler once. Oh, right. He's yeah. got cancer, too. He has cancer, also. What is Man- He's like, Manhattan is like, a live human and a deceased human have the same number of particles. Yeah. There's no structural difference. I'm kind of doing Kylex Y voice. I'm really trying not to, but it's, it's just I mean, he kind of is. He kind of is, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't understand why he says this. I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. Because isn't that something that, like... In the com- well, I don't know. I feel like in the comics he says it about something where it makes more mm-hmm. sense, and it's like taken out of context to make it sound like he doesn't care that these people are dying. But here he's they're just like these people are dying, and he's like, well, structurally they're the same. No, they're not. Whether they're alive or dead, so yeah, the, you have no. the same number of atoms, so it doesn't matter. Um. So then, yeah. So the last question I don't, I don't is: I don't know if he even like. He either says that, or he either says that at a different time, or he does not say that. I know that he says that. Well, in the comics, I seem to recall him saying that in the comics. I'm but pulling up the interview from. I, the I comics. feel like he's a lot less. Uh, he's a lot less unhuman, like openly in, during this interview in the comics. Well, this is this is yeah. This was my recollection of it was that he doesn't say it in response to "Hey, people are dying." Mm-hmm. It's taken out of context as that, but. No, in the in the comic, he he seems to express genuine yeah, like sadness distress, at, at like learning growing this. distress of hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the The interviewer says, uh, "How about this one? Did you know that Miss Janie Slater, linked with you romantically in the '60s, is currently suffering from lung cancer? The doctors have given her six months to live. Notice any connection? Because where from where I'm standing, it's starting to look pretty conclusive." And he says, "Janie, but." I wasn't told. Are are you suggesting? Yeah, he seems genuinely like distraught about mm-hmm. this. So does he ever say anything about the? No, he never says. There's, the same no, there's nothing about that in here. That's so fucking weird. That's a weird thing to it's add. So weird in that it's, moment. It's such a poor addition because it's it's an ice cold thing to say. They also um, and then in I don't I don't think they pull Janie out in the uh, in the uh, comic. no no Janie is not here in the yeah. comic. Yeah, in the Which, movie, again, she I comes don't. Out. I don't want to just just refer no, to the comic that, and be like, it's different, so it's bad. But I I do think that the the approach to the way they handle some of these bigger the escalation themes, of tension here, I I, I yeah. don't feel it, and it it's also doesn't weird. pay off as well because like when so like he starts to get pressure more and more pressure, and Janie comes out and she's like, oh you 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 
you put me can you, you rat bastard. You put you put the cancer in me, you rat bastard. And because so, she's like, I stood by you even after the accident. And so, uh, and he's like, he's just like put on like everyone. He's being confronted with all this shit at once, and everyone starts crowding around him. And he's like, I just want to be left the fuck alone. And oh, we have to, we have to. <laughs> We have to talk about um Janie's reveal here. She um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus They Christ. bring Janie out. Jesus <laughs> Christ. and snatched my wig. She yeah, she comes out and she she pulls her wig off and Dr. Manhattan says, "No, the house down boots." <laughs> <laughs> it is weird then, though because like in the comic he's clearly growing increasingly distressed yeah, and tension, agitated the over the course of the interview but works so in much the better. movie it's like they're they're t- making an effort to establish him as even more detached than he really mm-hmm. is which then just yeah. makes it confusing when he suddenly gets very distressed out of nowhere mm-hmm. right right he's like he's sorry to Janie that he hasn't he wasn't told like he's you know he says that to her or whatever but like he yeah he doesn't seem to be sad that like his old girlfriend is dying or just like he seems more annoyed yeah like, like and so yeah. also the i wasn't prepared also, for these questions it doesn't like it, it it neither establishes the tension nor pays it off because i feel like it like it's a change and i don't know what it says that he doesn't like make the entire room of people disappear when he goes off because that's what does he do that in the, in the comics? comics he kills yeah, everyone in the- everyone's gone yeah, well, Remember in- th- so what what they did, uh, they they kind of cut some stuff and moved some stuff around because in in the comic, he teleports everyone out of the mm-hmm. studio and then he like goes back to his dressing room and he like talks to some like government guy and he's like, I'm going to Arizona and then and then space uh, and he goes and he gets the photo. I think I think they just truncated stuff yeah. to, f- mm-hmm. for time. He already has the photo, and he just teleports straight to Mark, which I think is fine. I, I think that's I a think fine that's change. Fine. I, d- I just think that it's weird that he doesn't teleport everyone out of the room. Uh, well, if you're so, if you're cutting the process that leads him true. to Mars that's anyway, uh, but uh, it would be weird for him to teleport them away and think, <laughs> teleport himself. I think away. the greatest uh, cultural impact of, of this uh, this film came up, and the the Philip Glass piece that was made for this movie um starts playing when he gets to mars oh can i just say when when he teleports away he teleports to mars with the photo that was in his po- his suit mm-hmm. pocket but when he gets to mars he's buck-ass nude yeah so do you think there was anybody in that crowd that saw him teleport away and like saw him leave behind his suit on the ground and was like, oh, he got raptured. Yeah. <laughs> the time travelers. Free suit. They're I'm like, the time God is wife. real and he's not God. He just got raptured. What does he have that I don't have? have God has <laughs> taken back his favorite son. Yeah. Second favorite. Um, yeah, so he's on Mars and he's saying the the iconic monologue. Uh-huh. It is July 1959 and I am in love. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 This blah, is a nice... The comic. It's well done. I don't know. I thought it was interesting to learn that he had the accident a month after they, after he and Janie started mm-hmm. dating and she, like, still stuck by him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, it's pretty good, but again, it, it just makes me think of how incredibly good this is yeah, in the comic. Yeah, chapter four Here's is a moment so in the much comic, comic that, that I really liked when I reread it is uh when he first arrives at his new place of work the uh Gila Flats Research Center or whatever it's called uh 
uh, Wally is like showing him around the lab and you see a shot from the inside of the intrinsic fields uh, chamber or whatever it's called where he's like looking through the window and he's like, what's in here? And since you're looking from the inside, you see him framed through the window and you're like, (laughs) Oh boy. That's the kind of shit that Watchmen is just so good at doing. I mean, the, the, the fight scene during the interview that I that I, I really didn't care for it in the movie is is great. It's, in the, it's good. In the, yeah. in the in the comic, like yeah, just it'll it'll like cut to them uh, walking into the alley and and the the interviewer is saying like we've got one hell of a show for you tonight. It's like it's like yeah. it's like kind of cheesy. It's like a little goofy. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing about the movie is it, it's so it's so humorless. That those like yep. those little parallels, like those those little like it's like poetry at rhymes moments. Like they can't they can't like be fun. Yeah, when because you're, because it's just jacking off about how smart it is. When you're committed to like this, um, when you're committed to like being edgy and respectful of your content and serious, you're cutting off part of the human experience. And I feel like it. You're it definitely feels there like you know it can be a little goofy or campy because real life is a lot of times goofy and weird and campy right like you'd never know from this movie that watchmen like can be funny Mm -hmm. right absolutely speaking of cutting off part of the human experience do you think dr manhattan is circumcised Uh, i i can see that he isn't (laughs) i i hmm, who's to say so yeah, he Yeah, they they kind of they they truncated this quite a bit cuz this is a full chapter yes. in the comic is him I mean also about like the next chapter Mars. happened before this one in the comics, you know, you make changes. Yeah, which is which is fine. They they there's just uh, this is this is less me criticizing the movie and more just saying again like yeah. read Watchmen. <laughs> there's there's like so much good shit with like the watchmaking stuff mm-hmm. and like the I think they cut the part where his dad like walks into the room and he's like, "What are you working on this watch for? We got to work on nukes now. It's the way of the future." And he like throws all the gears out the window, and Manhattan like thinks about the the gears flying out the window and how that like mirrors his loss of the human experience of time passing. Mm. Uh, I really liked uh, the moment where. Uh, illustrating the way that he sees his own life now after after his loss of time is uh he like gives gives Janie a christmas present uh and he's like Janie I'll I'll love you forever and he he describes in his monologue like how he he knows that he's lying because he already can see mm-hmm. himself making out with silk specter yeah. mm-hmm. the um the uh, I, something I liked in the movie was the depiction of the scene where the accident happens, um, because I feel like it it, it, it very much uh, conveys the uh, mundanity of life changing moments, which I feel is something that's very effective when it's done well in media. Uh, like mm-hmm. you you don't like prepare for these things. You live your life. Life isn't full of these. The things that change your life aren't things that you prepare for and are treated with this great deal of, like, gravity and certitude. Mm-hmm. He left his watch in the chamber. And he goes in and right. he gets it and he thinks everything's going to be fine. And because well, it's like he's just living his life. You can't live your life, like, 
you know, prepared for this shit to happen. And he can't hear the ominous music. And the, uh, <laughs> and the, the chamber door closes behind him and it gets locked in and there's nothing anyone can do. And he's like, Hey, let me out. And he's like, the guy's like, Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. I want to, they, they have 10 note. seconds to process that. Yeah, because it's like it's locked in. There's nothing we can do to override it. I, I like uh, another thing that was that was cut from this part from the comic is uh, the watch that was left in the chamber was actually uh, her watch that he was fixing mm-hmm. for her because it fell onto the ground at the fair where the photo was taken and someone stepped on it. It, and it's I these like, chains of reactions, right? Right, and he, I was... he he gets he gets so yeah he fixes the watch for her and he accidentally leaves it in the chamber and goes to get it and then it happens. It but should, he it... he's like reflecting on all of this and he's like, is is anyone to blame for this? Like, is yeah. is my dad to blame for for teaching me how to fix watches? Am I to blame? Is Janie to blame? Is it is the guy who stepped on the watch? Like, is this all his fault or or is it just a a predetermined sequence of events that I, I that nobody is. Yeah, responsible he's like for. coming to terms with the arbitrary nature of the universe, and like this is in the comic. Yes, right? and it, yeah, it's yeah. such a good depict. Like a f- further than that, it's a good depiction of how the like we we look for reason and we look for things to blame and people who to be responsible for things that like happen that change our lives. And sometimes, you know, I mean, the nature of the world all the time is that these things just happen. Mm-hmm. Well, right, you, can you always, just get Manhattan. You can always find someone to blame, but at the end of the day, like it's just the, the it just happened. His entire body just did that. Yes, entire yeah, body just, just did that. I I wish that they had uh, made it more clear that her watch was broken in the movie because I just thought they were leaving work at midnight for some reason. I mean, they were. Yeah, they, I think the I think they were just night. working late into the night. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then whatever. Yeah. Um, he says, I, "I love the way that he reforms mm-hmm. after the machine like blasts oh, him yes. apart." Where he's like, uh, "He's a bundle of uh, nerves for his- some some time after the funeral." A circulatory system appears. That was very like a- appears by the perimeter fence. That was very like a uh, control to me. Like or like mm. like SCP or whatever. It's just like yeah, 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 weird yeah. shit happening. Yeah. This is the the being of the circulatory system of the two the two ra- for you know round eyes um and then the little like squiggly lines like kind of blowing in the breeze underneath mm-hmm. it. Very hashtag gender of the day to me yeah. personally. Um, <laughs> also just right before the accident happens he says um you know I feel fear for the last time um right you know right before turning into the blue man. Um and I I just think it's good that he got like he got one big one in mm-hmm. right at the last second. You know, that's like, my fear for the rest of my life taken care of. All right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can never do it again. Might as well go big. You know. Yeah. I do want to also say one of the funniest lines uh, here. I, I think I can just pull it up from the comic. <laughs> November fourteenth. A partially muscled skeleton stands by the perimeter fence and screams for thirty seconds before vanishing. Yeah. <laughs> Out yeah. of context. One of the funniest sentences ever written. Just appearing, screaming, disappearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dong Watch 2022, um, Janie and Wally are in the cafeteria and John materializes fully. Fully. Yeah, he fully. does. You know the I bitch know. is back. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Let's hear another running joke. Number six of seven. 
Task Force X members get killed in gruesome ways. I think that that can't be a running joke because it doesn't happen in the first of the two movies that they're in. I mean, it happens to Slipknot, the man who can count him anything wonderful. I don't count that. We like it barely is see by it. Nature True. We, we know that it happens, but and then like, what even happens to Diablo? Diablo just burns out. He I don't. Why does he die? What happened to thing? him? He becomes like. Doesn't he? Becomes like. A, does a god. he die? He he definitely dies. Uh, he pleads with the rest of the squad to pre- reject the realities. That blah blah blah. The fights. Uh, Incubus like crushes him and chokes him to death. Oh apparently. yeah, cool. Oh, but he gives up. A, he gives a good fight beforehand. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's he's like get get the bomb. That's what it is. It's the bomb. It's the bomb. The bomb he will blow up sacrifice himself for the real them. Suicide Squad. That's right. Of the Navy SEALs. Uh, while there are a few things that don't make sense in Suicide Squad movies, link to another article that I'm sure is also great. <laughs> they at least stay true to the title. A recurring element to these films is that members of Task Force X meet violent deaths that nobody would see coming. With <laughs> I think we uh-huh. all saw Slipknot's death coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. With both entries incorporating this aspect and highlighting them as funny moments. What? The first movie had Slipknot meet a gruesome end when he attempted to escape only to have his head explode. The second film turned this to the highest degree when multiple characters are killed off in the opening minutes with deaths like Captain Boomerang being splintered by jagged pieces of wood. Uh, No. It was an exploding helicopter. Well, it also pieces of wood. He got speared by a lot some of... Jagged. Yeah, some tree parts. The helicopter, the helicopter landed was... on some tables. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, did. The helicopter it was did. bringing in a bunch like, of two-by-fours. Did it? Yes, it cut off some trees and spl- giant splinters flew through the air. This oh, is more attention than right. we should be paying to Captain Boomerang. You're right. Uh, Captain Boomerang being splintered by jagged pieces of wood to Blackguard getting his entire face shot off. So that's that one. Bubastis isn't in this movie, is he? Or she, Bubastis, uh, 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 uh dog. Man. Oh, the weird, the weird, like, He-Man looking thing. Yeah, yeah, she's not in the movie. No, I don't think so. Oh, well. That's a real shame. God damn it. So, uh, yeah, so we, we see a montage of, uh, Dr. Manhattan, uh, becoming Dr. Manhattan. The government gives him that name to try to scare america's enemies uh he oh they ends the vietnam war in a week we yeah they they cut they cut a, a little moment from the comic that i love which is they give him his costume which is like a like a black suit of armor kind of like body armor mm. with like a shiny black helmet with a little like atom symbol on it with the the electrons mm. orbiting and he he's like what the fuck is this? Why why would, why I, would I wear that? this stupid like this is not even real science? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when he draws the hydrogen ion on his on his forehead. I said ion, I meant Adam. That's that's Excellent. a that's a fun little little moment. Anyway. Mm. Uh, and he's like, My dong will be out until you can supply me <laughs> with what I need. So yeah, it. it's it's Christmas nineteen sixty nine. Janie tells John that she's scared of him. Uh because he's like a god now. He says, I don't think that there is a god, but if there is, we're nothing alike. Uh, mm-hmm. This is when he says, I'll always want you, but he sees uh, a year from now uh, smiling at Silk Spectre. Uh, Janie confronts him. She's like, 
is it is it because I'm getting older and she's she's like this 16 year old and and he he doesn't say this but he just acknowledges in his mind like yes yeah I'm I'm stuck standing still I'm not aging and she is yeah I mm-hmm. I I he's very honest with himself about his um his shallowness yeah like know thyself king I guess but. It is. Uh, it is hard to. Sucks. I mean, I don't oh, think oh. him de- dating any human would be ethical, to be honest. Oh no. <laughs> we don't really get a lot of insight, as I recall, to like why he's interested in her. Like, is he nope. is he horny? I think he's just Does horny. He, is is he is he just physically sexually horny? Yeah. Waking up every day. I think so. I have no idea. Because yeah, he doesn't say we talk for hours. I love spending time with her. He says she's good at kiss. I like to kiss. I like to kiss. I think I think we can the also her. assume that there's there's an element of it which is like I I think that it it pl- makes it makes him feel human to some degree. Yeah, I think I think but I think like platonic love is past him. Like he it's not something that he he considers important. He he or. can't necessarily experience the emotions of love and romance. But he can experience the physical the, aspects, of the it. physical intimacy yeah. of it. I guess that w- that makes sense. Anyway, he he uh, says the the famous line where he's like, "I'm tired of being caught up in the lives of humans," and he mm-hmm. builds himself a big fortress of solitude on Mars. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the Situation Room or whatever, and um, Nixon's face is on a guy, and they're talking to him. Rubber Nixon uh, yeah, and they, Rubber Kissinger. Uh, they exhumed, uh, they oh exhumed Nixon's face and stapled it on this man. Also, he makes it- Why does he- he makes Okay, a giant he looks print. like He's, a political cartoon. Also, His nose a, is six inches long. <laughs> he, Why would you put it in profile it, if it looks like that? In case you haven't read the comic books, read the comic books, but he does make a giant crystal ticking uh, complex- on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just rises out of the ritual oh, yeah. and he says, you know, I don't know if anything is made. There's no, it's this ve- clock has no craftsmen. Uh, it's also, it's very, um, that scene from Let It Go in Frozen where. Yeah, she's that was like, based on Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I do like, um, no, I do no, like the, the line Frozen- of, uh, of perhaps the world is not made, perhaps nothing is made, perhaps it simply is, has been. Will always be there. A clock without a craftsman. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, Watchmen is cool. What were you saying about Frozen? Um, the other thing, the interesting thing about the clock without a clockmaker thing is, it's that's a big um argument that like Christian use Christians use to say yeah. that there is a god. Like, if you came across a watch in the forest, you would assume that somebody made it. Um, for I'm Frozen was in development for a really long time, so um. Alan Moore actually saw that part uh-huh. of the script of Frozen, and then well, I mean, it's was based like, on the, uh, the, uh, the 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 ice ice baby, <laughs> the song ice That's ice right. baby. Yes. Oh, we totally didn't even mention how how Doctor Manhattan sings "Let It Go." Oh yeah, oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah, but he does yeah. sing the entire song. Yeah, it was. They cut out the they cut out the famous monologue and they put in that song instead. <laughs> the movie won't sell if it, has, if it doesn't have a musical number. God damn it. <laughs> uh yeah so we we get a politics update from kissinger he says uh the soviets have moved their tanks to the border of afghanistan they're trying to like they're trying to take the temperature and see if it's true that dr manhattan has disappeared uh nixon says well what if we do a preemptive strike how would that go and the generals are like 
Well, we have like a moderate chance of wiping out the entire USSR before they launch a single missile, but most likely we will lose the East Coast. Uh, but on the on the uh-huh. bright side, uh, the the wind patterns are probably just going to blow the fallout south to Mexico, and most of the farm belt should be unaffected. So not too bad, all things considered. Yeah. And Nixon is like, Yeesh. well, I guess okay. we, we let's get ready for for the attack. And if Manhattan's not back two days from now to stop us, then we're all boned. <laughs> and that's the end of this viewing. And hopefully Nixon and Kissinger don't appear again. They put a big rubber upper lip on top of the actor's upper lip. It looks so really his weird. mouth looks does not bad. look like it closes. It's so distracting. I didn't like it. But you know what I did like is comedy. What? Comedy. Mm-hmm. And this I, is... Well, the one thing I don't like about comedy is it just, like, happens and then that's but it. Yeah, come on, give us some more. Well, I wish yeah, it was, here's... like, recurring. Yeah, here's here's some running joke. This is the seventh item on the seven-item list, which either means that it's the best or the worst, because this did say that it's ranking. Mm. So number seven, or one... Characters admit to something funny or embarrassing while under the lasso of truth's influence. Yeah, I guess, you know. Uh, No, I'll give them that one. That That is a running joke. It happens in Wonder Woman and 84, and it happens in Justice League. Although, you know what? When does it It happen in Wonder Woman? I don't know if it's embarrassing saying that we're a group of reactionary terrorists. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. It happens in the theatrical cut. Oh, okay. There There is a moment... Uh, in the theatrical cut where uh, where Aquaman, they're like on their way to the battle and Aquaman being puppeted by Joss Whedon says something like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty scared. And then he like looks down and sees that he's like got his f- ankle like wrapped in the lasso and he's like, oh, for crying out loud. Okay, but when does it happen in Wonder Woman? I think there's something where Steve like, He's, like, got the lasso on him, and he's like, I peed my pants, or something. Mm-hmm. He does it, he says, um, when he tells Diana, she's like, how do I know if you're telling the truth about your plan, or whatever. He's like, put the lasso of truth on me, and then he's like, we're, I'm going to do this, I was lying to them, oh my god, we're gonna die. Also, I wet my bed. <laughs> Doesn't... Well, let's see what the ar- well, let's see what the article says. Screen Rant's probably got our back. So, oh right, okay. The Sorry. Lasso of Truth compels anyone under its influence to be absolutely honest with no room for deception. It can lead to funny moments of brutal honesty that the characters have no control over. This has been seen in all the works featuring Wonder Woman. So it also happened in Batman v Superman, apparently, and Peacemaker. In and silhouette? Peacemaker, yeah. Don't you remember where uh, Doomsday steps on the lasso and his ass goes through? <laughs> In her first movie, Steve Trevor was wrapped with the lasso and started off by talking about nonsensical things like how hot the lasso of truth was. I don't remember that, but I'll take their word for it. Okay. Justice League continued this joke by showing Aquaman going on a rant about how the team members were likely to die and openly talking about how gorgeous he thought Wonder Woman was. In both cases, the removal of the lasso then ended up making the characters embarrassed for how they behaved. Oh my god. So that's the article. Screen Rant has saved the episode. That's the whole thing? We did seven? That's all seven. They gave two examples? Not they three? They gave two examples that I would more or less agree with. Hmm. So, Val, you got one point. I did. Yeah, no point for me. And that's no, it. That's all right. Screen Rant gets zero points. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear. No, I love Screen Rant. It's the best website. <laughs> 
It is kind of funny to imagine this as a rant of just like one person just God damn it, like, there's only seven running jokes. <laughs> there are many funny moments in these movies. Here's a headline from Screen Rant. Shazam 2's Wonder Woman cameo means he must join the Justice League. It does. It's true. You gotta. He, he has to. Gotta join the Justice League. Come on, man. Come on. Please. Oh, oh my god. We need you to. We haven't talked about this yet. There's been a new movie announced. What? What movie? Guess. Justice League 2. Giga? Um, Shazam 3. No, no. I think the next, I think the next one that's coming out is Justice League 3. Yeah, the, um... Just a fuck with our minds. In February 2022, a film centered around Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins, entered oh, development. Oh, yeah, right. What? Uh, the Wonder Twins movie. They're gonna do a fucking HBO Max Wonder Twins movie. Wonder Twins. Wow. Do you think that they're gonna do it, like, solemn, like, like, like the trailer's gonna be, like, <laughs> very Snyder's, heavy, dramatic music, and it's gonna be, like, form of, a bucket of water, I, I don't think that they, I don't think WB wants to work with Zack Snyder anymore, so I'm gonna, maybe not. Hmm. I don't know. I bet. A regular cop is going to sarcastically refer to them as the Wonder Twins. Yeah, the only the only time that they're going to be called the Wonder Twins is when some jack off is like, oh, "What are you, some kind of Wonder Twins? Look, look at the Wonder Twins over here!" Oh, here come the Wonder Twins. Yep. I guess it's also possible that they might just make it like a like a kids movie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I mean, Birds of Prey was fun. Maybe they'll do yeah, another an R-rated, good movie. An R-rated Wonder Twins movie. I'm not saying R-rated, I'm just saying, you know, it was like, good. Like, they say fuck. <laughs> Form of no. fuck. <laughs> Form of, of get the colander. Shape of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So that's well, all for the episode. I'm really, I'm very warm in my I'm room. Tuckered I'm tuckered out, yeah. Dying. Yeah, I hate this movie. I, I, I like... No, you know what? I don't hate this movie. I hate talking about this movie. I don't. I, like to, I right. love talking about this movie. I like talking about pizza. I like talking about pizza. I like talking, I like talking about, about pizza. philosophy. I hate talking about this movie. I like talking about the Watchmen the comic. Uh, That's the thing is I like talking about Watchmen the comic, but I also feel like I shouldn't be doing it. No, no, no. Don't feel ashamed. Uh, just if you're enjoying talking on the podcast, then we're doing a good job. Well, that's why well, I read Screen Rant. So I could talk about something that I enjoy. Yeah. Read Watchmen. You talk about the comic. I can't. Yeah. Until next time, please read the book. We're on noisepace.xyz with other podcasts as well. Yeah, but podcasts Mm -hmm. like um, like uh, forward forward rezero. Pod of greed. Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. Camarocho Radio. Twink's Awakening. Camarocho Radio just finished Yakuza Three, so it's all uphill from here. Super is. Woohoo! I like that game. It just sucks. Uh. I'm on Twitter at Posi Stress, so Val can do the, the B joke. <laughs> the B joke. The recurring joke. It's, recur- <laughs> it's our running joke. It's not joke. about the podcast. Like, the article's not about the, the podcast, is the problem. Yeah, that was the problem. Um, yeah, I'm on Flight Cub, uh, on Twitter at Flight Cub. B? B stands for bad time of talking about movie. I, I think I, I enjoyed this recording.
No, me too. I'm just melting. So yes. my brain is gone. And it's like how, you know, like Silk Spectre 1's memory, like as the future gets dimmer, the past gets brighter. I'm thinking about I'm about to eat a sandwich and drink some cold water. Yeah, yeah. And like, so my future is just getting brighter. And the past two hours is just getting dimmer and dimmer in my <laughs> I'm mind. Have some... I don't like the parallel that you're drawing <laughs> yeah. uh, with our podcast. Well, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to dig any deeper on that. So <laughs> I'm saying I'm in, I'm saying I'm incorrect to have a negative memory of the last I'm gonna two hours. I'm going to have some Kahlua's. <laughs> Kahlua pork spring rolls. What are you going to have for lunch, Sam? Yum. I'm going to... Bye. I'm having a VLT. It's a Ooh. vegan lettuce and tomato. You have a... There's a vegan on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make vegan yeah. lettuce? The, the vegan's last na- last words were, please eat me. Oh, okay. So, so that's yeah, the chill. sense is there. Um, it counts. Yeah. Read it's Watchmen. vegan bacon. <laughs> Read Watchmen. <laughs> Read Watchmen. Bye.